The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. At the price of a pint, uh, because we have uh, Budget 2024 rather uh, coming up around the corner, and Alcohol Action Ireland are calling uh, for the government to change uh, alcohol tech, tax and excise duties uh, in this country. Sheila Gilhini is the CEO of Alcohol Action, and she is with me here in studio. Sheila, you're welcome to studio. Thanks a million for joining me. So, what changes are you looking for? Well, thanks very much for having me on. I think the first thing is we really need to look at, you know, the costs of alcohol to Ireland and then kind of apply a polluter pays model in trying to work out what would be the the appropriate taxation. So first of all, you know, excise duties, they haven't been increased in a decade. So they've actually their value has really been eroded um, by inflation. We're saying that there should be at least a 15 percent increase in that. And that would actually just take them back to the level that they were at 10 years ago when they were last changed. The second thing is we would say there should be a levy placed on uh, the industry you know, particularly the alcohol producers. So if you look at the profits that Diageo, Guinness, our most popular beer, is made by Diageo, they had profits last year of 4.6 billion sterling. That was actually up 5% on, on the year before. But the harm that Ireland has experienced from its product actually comes up to about 3.7 billion. So, you know, we're really saying, why is Ireland picking up the tab for you know, the harm that has been, you know, caused by, by this product. So so that's the concept of polluter pays. Yes, harm yeah. is caused by this. It's your product that's causing harm. You should pay more. Absolutely. That That is what, what we're saying. And people will say, oh, well, sure, surely excise duty, we're getting loads from that. We don't. We get about 1.2 billion. But remember I said 3.7 billion. So, you know, the sums just don't add up. And we'd be saying to, you know, to the Minister for Finance, you really need to look at this. Why on earth are we taking this approach, you know, taking such a light approach to, to taxation? And actually, the Taxation Commission last year recommended that we take a public health approach to taxes and really see how we can improve the health of the country by using every fiscal um, you know, mm. uh, kind of guide that we have. So uh, what increase are you looking for? Well, I think from a from a excise duty, we're saying 15% increase, um, but we're also calling for a separate levy actually on the alcohol industry. And we would say for guidance, you could look, for example, at the Gambling Regulation Bill, which is introducing a social responsibility levy. And we're saying that, for example, you could look at sales on off-licence, but about two-thirds of, of, of alcohol sales are there. You could perhaps put 2% on that. On, uh, on trade, you could put maybe 1%, that would give you about 100 million. Now, we're a long way off, you know, you know, really addressing the thing. But that would go some way to actually acknowledging this is a product that is causing an awful lot of harm in, in the country. Michael O'Donovan is with us uh, as well. He is chair of the Cork City and County uh, branch of the Vintners Federation of Ireland. His pub is the Castle Inn. Uh, Michael, um, I, I take it you wouldn't be supportive of a 15% increase in excise duty? No, look, it's very difficult to see it at the moment, how it could work, because look, last year we saw 155 pubs across the country close. Uh, they're operating at such tight margins at the moment that any increase will just cause more to close. It's inevitable that would happen. Uh, we've, we're, we've asked the government to reduce excise by 7.5% to give pubs a fighting chance of survival. Like here in Cork, the pub industry directly employs 12,500 people at our last count. Um, that's directly employed and there's many more jobs that are created uh, from that. So if more pubs start disappearing, it has a huge impact mm. on government for people signing on uh, and the costs of social welfare and people's you know, mental health by not having a job. So you know, we're, we're in a very difficult position at the moment where we're fighting for survival. We're operating at really, really low margins. And, you know, if uh, any increase 
as we've seen, you know, with supplier increases over the years, uh, over this year particularly, you know, people have less disposable income and it's fight their fight to survive. So any increases that we see, be the government or yeah. from industry, it's just in- inevitable. We'll see more, more doors closing, unfortunately. Um, but at the same time, you know, Diageo making 4.6 billion sterling profit last year. I mean, it strikes me, Michael, that, I mean, your enemy here is an alcohol action Ireland. It's the people who are supplying you your drink. Yeah, look, we're at the mercy of Diageo and, and all the big uh, brewers um, for supplying us. And, you know, we're all small individual publicans. We can't uh, do, you know, combined bargaining or purchasing powers from them because we're all individual companies. Um, and, you know, we're we're at their mercy when they decide to increase their prices. We have to increase our prices after and we have to accept it. They're, you know, we can argue with them and mm. we can be of disapproval with them. But unfortunately, once they decide to put up their prices for their shareholders and they make vast profits, um, we're at the end of it. So it's, it's, it's really frustrating. But we're, yeah. we're just trying to survive at the moment as an industry and trying to get through the next number of months with, you know, high costs. People's mortgages are increasing. Uh, people have less disposable income. And, you know, it's the perfect storm for us heading into the winter when we probably have higher uh, electricity, yeah. higher gas prices. So in the budget, you know, seeing anything else increasing will just cause major problems for us. Uh, Sheila, there'll be people who listen to this and they think, well, then maybe it's the levy is the solution, you know, levy those big drinks <laughs> industries. But then at the same time, I'm conscious they might just pass that back on. That's to the likes of Michael. And, and and the Michaels of this world are just ordinary working men and women who are trying to keep their doors open. And you can understand how difficult that is. I think actually we can see that there's there's two two problems here. We both have producers making enormous profits and we also have supermarkets which are selling alcohol at very cheap prices. Actually, if you look at alcohol and from an affordability point of view, um, alcohol right now is 70% more affordable than it was 20 years ago. That's if you're buying it in a supermarket. Actually, if you're buying it in a pub, it's 15% more affordable. Um, so, you know, there's, there's certainly a question to be asked about where do people get their alcohol and the kind of the pricing that goes with it. But what we're pointing out is that when you're talking about 3.7 billion euros worth of harm, and that's probably a conservative estimate, that's actually not taking into account other other aspects of harm to others. For example, you know, the families who are really impacted and the mental health problems that they would have mm. to, that, that arise from that. You, um, we, we know from studies in Australia that harm to others would probably double that cost if you take it fully into account. So we're saying to the Minister for Finance, you have to look at this in, in the round. And it's just not enough to say that one, that that the state should be picking up this tab when it's causing enormous harm. So we can measure it in terms yeah. of pounds or whatever, but it's also causing enormous harm to our to individuals, to families, to communities. Michael, are you still living with the legacy of COVID and how drinking patterns changed? Absolutely. Look, uh, our, as Sheila alluded to there, you know, prior to COVID, our competition used to be, you know, the match down the road or even the pub down the road. And um, now probably our biggest competition is people's kitchens and living rooms since COVID. And like what we've seen statistically recently is, you know, 60% of all alcohol sold in this country is sold uh, through the off um, license uh, sector. So, you know, it's, it's a huge competition for us and a huge issue. And I suppose... You know, if people come into a pub, it's regulated. You know, if people are after a few too many, um, we will say, no, it's time to go home. More often than not, if you're in a city, we'll get you a taxi or we'll make sure that you try and get home or friends take you home. If you're out in the country, I know publicans that drive uh, customers home, you know, at night time. So 
you know, we're we're in a responsible environment and we're highly regulated. You know, we have to go to court this month in September. Uh, the majority of us to get our licenses. So if we have any issues, you know, we're we're pleased by the guardie. So if uh, if there's any issues, the guardie can object to our license. So we're we're highly regulated as is. Um, yeah. Where you know, if you're drinking at home, there's no controls, there's no measures. Um, and, you know, it's a different environment. So, yeah. it's a, you know, it, it's an issue. And unfortunately, we're being all lumped in together with alcohol. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, we're in, a, a, as I say, a regulated environment to sell our alcohol. Michael O'Donovan, Chair of the Cork City and County uh, Branch of the Vintners Federation of Ireland in his pub is the Castle Inn. And Sheila Gilhini is the CEO at Alcohol Action Ireland. Uh, listen, thank you both very much. Uh, the Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.